0: Hey, this is Jackie Cation. Welcome to The Dork Forest. I'm your host, Jackie Cation. You know the websites, jackiecation.com, dorkforest.com, thedorkforest.com, familypetancestry.com. I'm not going to buy any more domain names right now. Anyway, but uh, let's do the credits. The credits are, Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song you just heard at the beginning of the show. He will, he will sing his words, his lyrics to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the show. Mike Rickberg, who just got married, congratulations, Mike Rickberg, to Sarah Cohen, who also sings on the beginning of the show. Now, Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio, and that's great. And Vilmos does my website, JackieCation.com. So other than that, if you go to JackieCation.com, there's a plethora of things that are available. You can watch me do stand-up. You can go to the schedule to see where I'm performing this week and ongoing. You can... Use the Amazon banner, which is to order from Amazon. There's a portal, a little white banner that you, takes you to Amazon. You do your regular ordering, just like you do from Amazon, and I get a kickback. Dork Forest gets kickback. Doesn't cost you anything extra. Other than that, there's the, um, the player. If you want to listen to the Dork Forest via JackieCasher.com, there's also a player on DorkForest.com. But there is a donation button. If you are enjoying the program, I would love it if you donated. That's right. a $100 a year is what I'm looking for from everybody. But not everybody has that. So send whatever you want. And I haven't made it easy if you want to do it monthly. I have to figure it out. But I'm, I'm having a hard enough time with the merch page and the international. So uh, speaking of which, there's a merch page on JackieCation.com where you can buy stuff. All of my CDs, my DVD. Also available, just digitally downloaded on Amazon and iTunes and all that, and just listening on Spotify if you like. You can also get Dork Forest t-shirts. There's the Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirt, and then there's the TDF shirt, which is only available in green now, phased out brown, but I do have some hoodies in stock. So if you want to email me, Jackie at JackieCation.com. This week, February 2nd, 2016, I am in Los Angeles, blessedly lying down in my own home, and uh, the only gig I'm really doing is at the UC Santa Barbara on Saturday the 6th. And then I'm just picking up other sets around town. Flappers, you can follow me on Twitter at Cation if you want to know more. And then next week I'm with Maria, I believe, in Portland uh, on the Tuesday, Wednesday, the 9th and 10th. Thanks for listening, you guys. Let's get into it. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm back in my living room, and I am here with the uh, comedian Dave Waite. That's it. How's it going, Dave?
1: Hey, it's going great. It's good to be here, deep in the valley. Is you it- are
0: deep in the valley. You yeah. are in Van
1: Nuys, my friend. I know. I'm such a Westside bro that I'm like, all right.
0: Yeah, yeah. You 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 were just telling me, reminding me that you live with Shane Moss, who yeah. was on, talking about evolutionary sexuality, as far as I can remember. <laughs> yeah,
1: he brings that up sometimes. <laughs> like I get I can half hang in there, and then at some point I'm like. Woof. (laughs)
0: Do you go woof because it's a dog? No, I'm
1: kidding. (laughs) I just go back to my animal instincts. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Why wouldn't you? It's, uh, that's hilarious. So, but I was like, okay, so it's at Dave Waite comedy. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram and all the things, right? Yeah. Uh, and across it, the board. Yeah. So Dave is Dave, wait is W-A-I-T-E, and comedy is comedy. Yeah. And it's also DaveWaiteComedy.com. And you have a podcast with Shane, which is not the science podcast. Yeah.
1: It's, it's called the riff board. And you guys just, well, it, you know, we don't really say his name, but it's fine. Like we, oh, okay. we, we have his name, Bleet bleeped out in the episode is like a goof but oh that's it, okay it, it's hosted but by if- dave wait's friend that's the, oh
0: that's awesome
1: and then yeah and then every episode i'm the special guest but i'm always very surprised <laughs> a lot of times i think it's going to be james vanderbeek
0: when when will it be james vanderbeek well, so
1: then we could start vanderbeek and you know
0: right I, you know, I had a friend of mine who who did a who got her pic. She's a uh, makeup artist, yeah. And she got her picture with James Vanderbeek, and she used it as her Christmas card that year. Yeah,
1: why wouldn't you? The Vanderbeek, you but, know.
0: <laughs> he's gonna bring it. <laughs> he's,
1: he's gonna bring it.
0: Yeah. So now yeah. I was like, "Well, what do you want to talk about?" And you said, "And this has never happened." Some Pink Floyd. Nobody's
1: picked Pink Floyd.
0: Nobody has picked the band Pink Floyd.
1: I mean, I I, I would you know I don't like.
0: Oh, no, you, you don't have to be an expert on Pink
1: Floyd. No, you just have to like oh, it. Pink I, Floyd. I mean, I've read a bunch of books. That I know a lot about Pink Floyd. Oh, really? But I would say, since you don't know, like Pink Floyd, and like I, I would say, Pink Floyd is like the, you know, like people always like women don't like the Three Stooges and stuff. Oh, okay, but not not all women, obviously. Right,
0: right. To, in the world of sweeping generalizations, some a lot of people do say women don't like the Three Stooges. But uh. I find
1: that Pink Floyd is one of those bands that doesn't. <laughs> transition across genders as well as like
0: there's there's you haven't met too many women who like Pink Floyd yeah okay my brothers uh they were into you know Pink Floyd was like it came up right and I saw the wall right in college and uh that's it what what drew you to Pink I mean what kind of music is it what is it is it rock is it acid rock is it
1: well, I guess the term that like heavy
0: metal rock is critics
1: put on it is they put call it progressive rock or something like. Wait,
0: that. Wait, is that prog rock?
1: Yeah, okay. but Pink Floyd. If you asked them, they wouldn't agree. They, they'd with
0: be that. like, "Shut up, we're not prog." Because rock. they get
1: lumped in with bands like Yes and all that sort of stuff, where they don't really sound like those bands. And okay,
0: like, are they harder than Yes? No, I feel like Yes is mellow. I mean, Pink
1: Floyd is very mellow.
0: Okay, Pink Floyd is mellow. Me- okay, so mellow rock.
1: But they started out as a psychedelic band in the 60s. So they were very psychedelic and then they transitioned. They had this guy Sid Barrett was their their original lead singer and songwriter okay. and he took a I guess he was schizophrenic and the schizophrenia was brought on by doing a bunch of LSD in like the Summer of Love in the 60s. Right. And he was he was like one of the legendary rock recluse is because he was in the band for the first album and then okay then they got this other guitar player who was the guitar player the rest of the time and singer david gilmore he came in okay and then the story goes that he just was so erratic that one day on a way of the gig because they'd added david to the band because sid would like sometimes he would just stand there and like
0: and not like, play
1: not play like, like like
0: like a statue like
1: a statue <laughs> jesus <laughs> and then one time they were just on the way to the gig, and like, should we get Sid? And they're like, no. And then that was—he was,
0: that was it. He was out of the band.
1: Yeah, and then he made a couple solo Rams records. Hands are
0: cold, man.
1: Well, you know, they're young guys. They're trying to make it in the record business, you yeah, know. Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, they—they they definitely tried. There's like. T V footage of when they came to America and he wouldn't mind the song. Like okay. you know how you wouldn't
0: to... even lip sync it? Or... So
1: like the bass player Roger Waters, who ended up being the main songwriter for the band. Okay. Like lip sync the song, even though he didn't sing the song, you know. Weird. Yeah, it's very
0: That's that's wait, so they're British. British, yes. <laughs> let's go let's go way back. Let's assume I don't know, Jack shit about uh Pink Floyd. So there's uh five guys in the band? There's four. There's four guys in the band.
1: At one point there was five.
0: Right. right. The, the Sid guy was there yeah. and they were like, let's not pick him up. We're just going to yeah. keep driving. And nobody, nobody called him and he probably didn't even notice. Yeah. Did he? He well, you said he, he had. I <laughs> mean, they,
1: cause then they ended up like helping him produce his solo, first couple solo records and stuff like oh, that.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. And then,
1: and then like around like 71 or 72, he just dropped out and then that was it.
0: He just dropped out like like a hippie does, like a hippie drops out. Yeah, like, go but on I, now. I think
1: they, you know, now they realize that, it, yeah, If I guess if you have schizophrenia, you know, it comes on early, like, you know, in your early 20s, right? Okay. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and then the co- combination of using a lot of LSD probably... Ex- accelerated it? Accelerated, possibly? yes.
0: <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so, so then, yeah, now there's he, only four.
1: Yeah, there's four. But if you were to go see Pink Floyd now, now nah, well they
0: they they, got, they probably have like a, an orchestra, right? Or
1: well, yeah, they have like a whole studio background. band and yeah,
0: yeah. Do are they still playing?
1: No, nah, they 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 stopped now. David Gilmore's coming solo to the Forum, and oh, okay, months. and then Roger Waters has been he left the band in '83, and oh, did he? Yeah.
0: Okay, in 83. So they, they, they got like 12, 15, 13 years out of the,
1: right. and then they of the band. Yeah, then there was, then they continued on without Roger Waters and there was a big lawsuit over the name Pink Floyd and all this uh, crazy stuff. And then, and the resolution and the lawsuit, is this too much? Should no, I give you this more? is
0: total. This is, someone's sitting there going, finally the tale of Pink <laughs> Floyd. So don't worry about it. You're doing great.
1: <laughs> so. So Roger Waters left the band out from when Sid left to all the way, like, so the Dark Side of the Moon, you know that record? Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: And The Wall and Wish You Were Here. Is that
0: that. late 70s, early
1: 80s? Yeah, well, the the Dark Side of the Moon was like 72. Okay, so early. And then before, they had like four or five records in between when Sid left and then the Dark Side of the Moon. Maybe they had like three records, Mm -hmm. but they were just kind of, I wouldn't say lost, but they were trying to find their way because... They went from being a psychedelic band to having a completely different sky writing the song. So Okay. So they were just kind of fine. And then also in The Dark Side of the Moon becomes like the biggest selling record of all
0: right. time. It was huge.
1: It yeah. was, it and it's was, is it like, the
0: black if, one with the triangle? Yeah. There like we go. go. Like mm-hmm. if you
1: got on iTunes today. Sure. Yeah. It would be in the top 100. Even still, today. To this yeah. day.
0: So here's the thing. I know that I've heard all of the Pink Floyd songs. I mean, there's no way that, I mean, it's it's like... Dwayne Perkins was on, and I said that I didn't know that I'd heard any Jay-Z. Yeah. And he said, you've been to a gas station? You've heard Jay-Z. Yeah. It's fine. So I know that I've heard uh, Pink Floyd songs. So The Dark Side of the Moon was in 72, let's say. Yeah. Okay, ish, right? 72, 73. Yeah. Right. And was that with Sid?
1: No, no. It was with Roger Waters. That
0: was with Roger Waters. Who, what was the, the was there a popular album with Sid that brought them to the States?
1: Like, no, what was like, their
0: first album? That, that was the only one he was the first, really on, the first right? One,
1: the first one he was on was called Pipers at the Gates of Dawn. And that was probably, like, people that were, like, way into psychedelic. It was probably, like, an underground.
0: And what is psychedelic music versus more the, their newer sound? Like, was it just a, more of a zzzz? Good, well, like- psychedelic,
1: like, their <laughs> their first record is very pop songs. They're, like, three uh-huh. three to four minutes of the right. And, you know, by the time it's Dark Side of the Moon, it's like seven, s- seven, eight minute long songs, you know.
0: Okay. Which feels more psychedelic-y to me. Yeah. Weirdly enough, uh, the Dark Side of the Moon feels more psychedelic than progressive rock because of how, how, cause psychedelic should be for fucking ever and right. nobody, well, nobody will shut up. And, <laughs> but, well, yeah, but, like, but we, Pipers were, they were trying to make hits.
1: Yeah, they were trying to be like a pop,
0: yeah. But like it's pop, very, eh?
1: like, if you listen to it and you listen to other pop music from the 60s, yeah. you would be like, this is way different. Like, Sid Barrett was had a song about a guy that was, like, cross-dressing in, like, 67, okay. you know? Wow. So, All right. So that's very, like, the song, like, the lyrics seem very pop. You know, it seems poppy, like, the way it is. But then right. you, like, listen to it deeper and you're like, this is mm. some difference <laughs> going on here, you know?
0: Right. Fair enough. Do you like most of their albums, even that early one?
1: Yeah, the early stuff is like, yeah, I like it, but it's not like the same way as I it, like the uh, older stuff. Older stuff. So th- or so with it, the newer, you know. Whatever.
0: Right. Well, Dark Side is clearly the classic, right? It is
1: the classic, right. Okay.
0: And then, so what's the next sort of huge album they have or the next one that you like after that? Like, you, there's no way that you were, like in 1972, I... W- I, I was not... A, you older, were not around. I was you not were, a, on the Right, earth. at all. So, so when did you get into... Pink Floyd.
1: So. How did, what led you there? It couldn't have been. So what happened was like, <laughs> in 94, they released a record called The Division Bell. And that okay. one's with David Gilmore writing the song. And they had like a whole, see, they had a whole team of people writing the songs. Like, like By 94? If you, if you look at, now when it was Roger Waters, like, he wrote The Wall and maybe there's like two other credits for writers on it. Okay. But if you look at The Division Bell, it's like. There's all sorts of outside writers, like... Or just a team of... the team of writers. Now, the music was still written by David Gilmour, and then Richard Wright, who is the keyboardist. Okay. So the music's still, you know... The same. The or, same. Yeah. But it's definitely more like... I mean, Roger Waters called it a pretty fair forgery. Like, they were very... Oh, okay. It's, like, crazy, the way, like, English people b- bicker over each other, you know. Okay. <laughs> It's very, there's so much drama after they, after he quit the band. But so that album came out in 94. So right. they started playing some of the tracks and like. Regular radio, you know, like rock radio.
0: Oh, okay. So it just got into radio rotation.
1: And then my uncle was a big Pink Floyd fan. Oh, okay. And he was like, oh, if you like that, you're going to like this, you know?
0: Oh, and so he he was one who went back in time and got you. Yeah, because like,
1: he was like, you know, 15 years older than me. So, right. So he's like, I oh, listen to this and all these records.
0: Yeah, records, and and cassettes. Was,
1: and then he was like, hey, do you want to go see Pink Floyd? They're coming. And I'd never been to a concert, I was 14. Oh, Uh, perfect. And my parents like, oh, you're going to your uncle, you know, and he's not, he's not like, he's not, he wasn't like a wild uncle, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, and he he was your uncle, so they assumed that he wouldn't kill you. It would be fine.
1: So they were playing in Indianapolis. Right. I live in the Cincinnati area, so we went up there and, they played, like, that tour stadiums, and I'd never been to a rock concert, so that right. was the first time I... So I just assumed every rock concert was a <laughs> monster stadium, you know?
0: Right, right.
1: And then they had, like, this big... It's like a, they had this thing, the half shell. essentially looked like they brought, like, the Hollywood Bowl with them on stage. And then they had the big projection screen with all these... Mo- every song had a different movie behind it and this crazy light show. Wow. And then for one song they had like these two towers on the side of like the half shell. Yeah. And then for this one song, uh all of a sudden these pigs came out with like these inflatable pigs. Right. They're just inflatable pigs. Inflatable pigs on the top of the tower and
0: So somebody's still doing LSD is what you're telling. Well, me. it's just like this big
1: <laughs> s- stage production. Yeah, and just a j ju- if they their run their own half very- shell.
0: It's kind of mellow, mellow rock, right?
1: Yeah. Like, you know how kind of go. There's not going to be a... Mo- you Head know.
0: banging and mosh pits. Yeah, and that's why... I 94 think, is, not, is Nirvana, right? That's why, like, right?
1: marijuana is very closely associated. That's why, like... I think that's why the dark side of the moon, every is still on the top charts. Is like some kid out there is smoking his first joint every week for the first time. <laughs> and then somebody's <laughs> like, hey, you know, to make this. Because if you listen to that, there's... I don't know if you've... If you listen to that record, there's, like, all these, like, sound effects, like, this song Time, like, there's, like, this, like, tick, 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 and then also, like, all these clocks go off. Yeah. Like, a bunch of different clock sounds and shit, which, when they recorded it, they recorded a bunch of clock sounds.
0: Yeah, so they didn't do it synthetically.
1: And then, like, all of a sudden, there's the song Money, and you hear, like, the cash register going off. Oh, okay. So, and if you listen to it with headphones, like, it was recorded... And what's called like quadraphonic sound, so right. it'll like something will sound like it's coming from this side of your to your right yep. ear, and then it'll sound like it's going over there, like like in the back of your head, taking and off or something does like. Is it have
0: like a Doppler effect almost, or uh, no, or is it just is it pinging? Like it's on your left side, then it's on your the back of your yeah, head. Yeah, like if then you had on the headphones right side?
1: on, you'd hear like. T- and then like, you know, On like. On the other that.
0: side, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: So if you're, if you're smoking your first joint, you know.
0: Your mind would be blown. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like they, it was like the starter kit for getting high. Right?
0: right. Right. It's just like, I'm going to listen to this forever, man. I mean, that was
1: the first time I ever sm- smelled marijuana was at that concert
0: with man. your, with your uncle who did not get you high probably. No. Cause no. he's not a, because it, he's was not like, a monster. it was also like
1: family, like it was a huge 40,000 people at a concert. Like so I, and like this big stage production. So, you know, when I went to a concert and there was no stage production, I'm like, Oh, these guys are just rocking kind of boring. You know yeah,
0: what I mean? <laughs> right. You were you were used to the production values. Yeah. What, uh, who opened for them or did anybody open for
1: them? They didn't open. So they do like, they would do an hour long set, yeah. half hour break, another hour long set and then an encore.
0: Wow. That's amazing. That's yeah. a lot of, that's a lot of standing around and was it amazing? You yeah, I, mean, it I was
1: like, it? this is awesome. Like, I couldn't right. believe how awesome it was. That's
0: so cool. That, so, in between um, the crazy dark side and then Division Bell, was The Wall the only one that I. Was that its own thing or was that part of.
1: The Wall was. The, so, that was the. That was
0: the movie, but it had a soundtrack. Yeah, right? well, there was
1: the album and then the. It was the, the album first? Album was first. <laughs> Fair enough. And then the right, uh, movie came out a couple years later.
0: Okay, because i i I saw it as a I saw it as a movie. Yeah. And I I had not really heard. I mean, I spent most of the eighties and uh, listening to like Bruce Coburn and Leonard Cohen and Billy Bragg. We kind of political rock. Uh, anyway, just well, getting I mean, mad Pink Floyd is, about apartheid. There is anyway. a lot of
1: politicalness to Pink Floyd. And, is there?
0: Like, when you listen to the Well, if you listen
1: to, like, Dark Side of the Moon, it's uh, taking on capitalism and all that sort of stuff. Well, The Wall was pretty political. The Wall is very political because Roger Waters, the guy who wrote it, I mean, part of, like, when he, he just redid the, he redid it on his own, like, a couple years ago, The Wall. Oh, did he? And took it on tour, and I went and saw it at Madison Square Gardens when I lived in New York. Wow. And that show was amazing because they built an actual wall. Okay. The opening number, it's called Into the Flesh, and it's like this big rock number that's real over the top, and there's flames went all the way across the stage, like they had like these flame guns or whatever, so it's just like shooting flames across, and then all of a sudden...
0: At floor length or at people On the
1: stage length, you know. Okay. It's a big stage, and it's like flames, and then they had the round projection screen, and then flames went around that, and then an airplane... Like a World War II bomber, it comes flying in. This is like a Madison Square Garden, so it's like up here in the rafters somewhere. Right, right. And it comes flying in and it hits the wall. Like, that's at the end of the first number.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And like It kind of
0: shatters or...
1: Yeah, it, sh- it like just smashes. Well, just,
0: and sticks. Yeah. Okay.
1: And then like, they were really, for the stage show, they would like, there'd be like performing on one side of the stage and the spotlight would be over there and you wouldn't realize... Some big inflatable like for another brick in the wall like that song We Don't oh, Need right. No Education. Yeah. So that they had a big inflatable teacher. They came <laughs> up over here, but like so when they were playing that song, there was like spotlights over here on the stage, and then all of a sudden all of a sudden the light would kick on that and there'd be this big inflatable giant
0: teacher. looming yeah. inflatable Jesus. Yeah Yeah, that'd freak you out if you were high. Yeah. Holy smokes.
1: And then they would then throughout the first act and the wall, there's two. So the first side of the record and the second. Yeah. So the first hour act of the show, it's almost like a stage production. It mm-hmm. is. So they are slowly building the wall during each song.
0: Okay. So
1: there's like people coming out, putting bricks in the wall. Yeah. And then the last song he's like singing. There's only one hole in the whole wall. And he's singing in that, and because he's
0: on the other side of the wall. Yeah,
1: the whole band's on the other side of the wall.
0: So all you can see at that last song is kind of his face.
1: Yeah, and then they put a brick in it, and then that's the end of the first half. And then
0: oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's actually really cool. Yeah, they
1: just he just released the concert movie. It, it was like they had like one night in theaters, you know, yeah. they do that like a movie theater sometimes. Yeah. So he did that, but hopefully it'll be on like HBO or Netflix soon,
0: right? Because um, and it's a film of that concert essentially. The magic yeah, scene.
1: and then the backstage, and then he there's like footage of where he he goes and sees like his father's grave in like Italy because his father died in World War II. Okay, so that's where a lot of. Some of his inspiration well, came Well, he's from, very... Roger Waters is very anti-war, so... okay,
0: okay. Well, it's a failure of politics. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, but because the, his father
1: died, and like he found mm-hmm. out that essentially his father's mission was just kind of to sacrifice these guys. Uh, they were like essentially sent into like this suicide mission. Oh, and,
0: really? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, even World War II, it wasn't enough? The fact well, that it was the greatest he, war.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that war is justified, you know, in the that's sense
0: everyone, every, everyone's always like, yeah, that one's okay. Every yeah. other war, no. Right. But, uh, so, but Roger Waters was like, yeah, my dad died. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't want to talk about
1: So oh, yeah, yeah, I think that's all he wants to talk about. He wrote, <laughs> right, right? He wrote, a, he wrote a story. He's still, he's 70 now. He's still like, but the show now, it's, when the show, the wall came out originally, it was more about, Take on the, being a rock star and being disconnect because they started playing these big stadiums and there was this huge disconnect between the fan base. And oh, the,
0: right. So, cause you can't connect at that, with that many people. Yeah. It's almost impossible.
1: Yeah. Like there was.
0: So did he start writing jokes about, I'm jokes. Did he start <laughs> writing songs about that?
1: Yeah. That's what the wall, like the wall is about the wall between him and the audience and like. Okay. Being a rock star and being dis.
0: Because what's the second half? What's the second the side of the album?
1: Second half is like.
0: uh Does he tear the wall down?
1: Well, yeah, that's the last song. He tear the wall down. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Oh, I, I just guessed. No, I don't yeah. know. I mean, because clearly you can't do the whole second half of the show behind a a wall. Well, yeah, the second, no one wants to. Well, see the second that. half
1: of the show, they come out and then they, the stage is in front of the wall.
0: Oh, okay. So then the band just moves in front of the wall. Yeah. So they're essentially the. Impl- it was. It wasn't anything about the Berlin Wall. <laughs> No. That implication was not?
1: No. Was it? But I think there is like that, like the implication of that we shouldn't, he, Roger Waters has gotten a lot of trouble because with like, uh, people, because he thinks that they should tear down the wall in Palestine and Israel and then people try to say he's anti-Semitic because he says- Oh, that, that wailing wall? No, like the wall, there's like <laughs> walls that partition off Palestinians and-
0: Oh, okay. And, and yeah, and yeah.
1: As, yeah, so like he get.
0: I didn't- you know what you would but think, but like I that like type that?
1: of stuff, I'm like, ah, you know, it's better bad. But you know, but like when they tore down the wall in Berlin, yeah, he went and did like a big concert there because oh, he cool. would say, because at that point he was kind of fed up with pink, everything Pink Floyd, because, <laughs> but he said if the wall ever comes down, I'll go there and do a big concert, and he okay. did, and there was like all these special.
0: Right, because they because yes. they assumed he would never do it again. Yeah. So is so okay. So in in Pink Floyd there is David Gilmore, Roger Waters, and Richard Wright, and There's, then
1: Nick Mason is the drummer.
0: Okay, did he ever do anything, or is he just still just playing the drums? And, just
1: playing the drums. He getting, seems like a sweet, some sweetheart guy. Like sure. he he's in a real race cars, and he was on David Letterman once because because he had a book about race cars. And oh, really? And they were just
0: that was his hobby. Ah, uh,
1: they were a wet because letterman loves race cars and shit too you didn't know that no no yeah I... like letterman like is like a co-owner of like an indy car racing team oh yeah. weird yeah
0: have you ever been to a race
1: yeah i went to the indy 500 once
0: well i mean that's kind of its own production so it's different it's uh huh have you ever been what well, my uncle owned a uh, stock car racing oh, yeah. racetrack when i was a kid And so, Hills Corners Racetrack in Wisconsin. You guys, get out there! Get out there! Bring it! Bring
1: it! Cooler. This is like, and (laughs) just wooden stands and then.
0: (laughs) Oh, very much so. Wooden stands, and you don't know who's in first or how the hell they're even judging how it goes, and you know, and it's and it's only, you know, it's a big track, but it's a football field or it's two football fields max, and you're like, I can't see anything. All it is is a steady roar of noise. And I'd like to actually get a car racing dork on because I don't know anything about it and I'd like to know where's the draw. I mean, you have to I mean I assume if you're watching a car race, you're you're watching, oh, that's number twelve, that's my car, I got my Binox, let's see if I can see in it, let's see how he's you know, and you just follow that one car. Right. But you must know something about the rest of the
1: I mean the year I went. Yeah. There was like the most wrecks ever, but you know that's kind of why you're there, right?
0: I thought well, <laughs> yeah, I would go to a demolition derby. Have you ever been to a demolition derby?
1: Uh, no. Where
0: people just crash into each other on yeah, purpose, yeah. right? I mean, not that I would, I would pay to see that. It turns out because yeah. that's awesome, right? I
1: sold one of my. Car- I sold this car. I was a beat up Camry. Uh
0: huh. Not was, a ninety seven. No, it was like oh, a ninety. Okay, know? all right,
1: and it was. Everything was breaking. The engine wasn't, but, like, my final. Like, the, the final, floorboard was gone. Like, I broke the door handle off, and I was like, I got to get rid of this car. <laughs> this car's <is> done now. <laughs> it was just like, and I remember I sold it to this lady, mm-hmm. and she was a self-proclaimed redneck. She said that. I Right, I'm like that put this is her. On. Sure. And she, I was just selling it for cash, and she was just like, I'm going to take this car down and, Demolition Derby, and I'm like, oh man, my car's gonna get smashed. That was yeah. kind of exciting. And yeah. then she, my favorite part, because lady test, I don't even know why you want to. It's a four hundred dollar car. Why are you gonna test drive <laughs> You're gonna smash it. <laughs> but she kept on. She goes, "Woo, I'm sweating like a." And then you know that sweat like joke. You know, yeah. Pretty, I'm sweating but, like a pig. I'm sweating like but a. But she wouldn't finish it. She would just say i <laughs> Just I'm sweating like.
0: Yeah. I'm sweating like. I'm sweating like. Oh, I'm
1: sweating like. A, and I'm like, yeah. What are you? Okay. <laughs> Comedy is hard, even, even the right. hacking part is. This right. even- lady like can't even finish the joke.
0: Can't even finish <laughs> the one line. <laughs> okay. So, so those are the four guys who ended up being in it until like 83 yeah. or 84. 83. And then, and then it all fell apart, right? They were well, like Roger
1: Waters. He did the wall. And then they did another record called the final cut, which is very even more personal about his father and stuff like that. Okay. That's pretty much all about, he takes on like Reagan and that and Margaret Thatcher and like,
0: Oh, it gets like, super political. Yeah. For there's Stoner like a song band. about
1: the Falkland wars on it. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like, the Falklands. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So there's like, yeah. So there's that. And then he was like, Oh, I'm done. Like, so the final cut is kind of, it's right. pretty <laughs> transparent. Hey, Tran-
0: <laughs> what he's doing. Yeah. And so he leaves the band.
1: He leaves the band.
0: Who joins? Does anyone take his spot?
1: No. Then they just had the like guys? studio musicians and like touring like, people. To take and
0: his. they play their hits essentially. Well, or they made, write they, any- they made
1: another record called Momentary Lapse of Reason, which is like okay, okay, it's just okay.
0: So you're kind of a Roger Waters fan to some extent, yeah. Or I mean, Roger Waters of, with them,
1: yeah. I mean, in terms of like their best stuff, it's with him, you know. Okay. I mean, David Gilmour is like an ex great guitar player. And his voice is good. See, the thing is that Roger and David both sang songs and Richard. So it's like they all sang oh, okay. songs. Yeah. And like with the thing with Pink Floyd, it's everybody was like in darkness on stage and the show is the stage. So okay. it's like, it's not like you go and you're like, Oh, that guy's not here. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the thing about being, I mean, they were anonymous in the sense that they probably were able to have more, more normal lives than other rock stars because I've stage. never heard
0: of any of these names, See. right? Roger Waters. I'm like, is that that filmmaker? No, that's John Waters, see, yeah. Jackie. So I don't even know. So yeah, these guys could have regular lives cause they're, because they're. I mean, the it's sort of like shop. Kiss, yeah. In not really, but uh but Kisses in makeup, so they could just walk around like people the rest of their well, lives, dress right? Dress like
1: old women, you know. Now, <laughs> oh, do they? Like I'm, Gene Simmons, and you know he's got like this crazy old hair. Has know. he
0: got lady hair now? Yeah, it's I'm insane. uncertain. <laughs> I was never into Kiss. I did the. I like Kiss because they were heavy metal, and then I liked a heavy metal band. The only songs I would like in the heavy metal bands were the uh the rock ballads. Yeah, yeah. You know the ones that like Beth.
1: Yeah, yeah. Remember, Beth.
0: Beth. <laughs> it was just, or White Snake. I think it was Here We Go Again or Here yeah. I Go Again or <laughs> Yeah. So. It was those, those are going to be your heavy metal songs that Jackie Cajun was listening to. But uh, these guys, they, so was momentary, is that still more kind of groovy rock?
1: It's just kind of like, it kind of borders on like, all of a sudden it's like new agey. It's like, oh. It's like, it's just. It's, is everyone still stoned when they're listening to it though? No, it, no, it's. And
0: who's writing the lyrics now?
1: I mean, there's like a team of people writing. Oh, the
0: okay, okay, yeah. So they're they're like David Gilmore is not like, well, I'm going to write about he my dad. Be, he must not be
1: because you know with the way songwriting's broke down. I mean, that's where a lot of the fights and bands come from is songwriting credits and
0: credits. Yeah,
1: because that's why some bands are like we got to get back on the road because if you didn't write any of the songs, you're just getting like performance royalties Money. and okay. that's way less than song. Because if somebody covers the song or if it's in, you know, you're just. It all, it only goes to the writer. It doesn't go to the band. I mean, it does, but the writer gets a bigger the chunk. chunk. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. I saw about a boy. I know. Yeah. So it's, uh, well, that's craziness.
1: And, so yeah, yeah, now when David Gilmore, he's had like two, he's had a couple solo records, but he's had like two in the past 10 years and his wife writes all the lyrics.
0: Oh, weird. So he and likes like, their it, music.
1: Huh? He'll do the music. He'll do the music, and then his wife writes the lyrics.
0: Okay, and the solo stuff that he did. Yeah. And does it does it sound like Pink Floyd? His solo stuff. Yeah, his
1: his solo stuff sounds like Pink Floyd from like Momentary. Okay, yeah. from
0: that forward. That from, forward. Okay. All right. Yeah. And so what? So since then, they've had probably at least three or four albums, right?
1: Well, they had two. Momentary. And then a Division Bell.
0: And then Division. Oh, right, right. Division Bell. And
1: then Roger Waters had some of his own solo stuff. But since the anonymity, he, he had trouble getting people. So there was like a, an 87, they both were on tour at the same time. Okay. And Pink Floyd would be playing you know, everywhere, <laughs> you know, Soldier <laughs> Field, like in Chicago. Right. right. And then Roger Waters would be. Play in an arena like a week later, and yeah. it'd be half full because people didn't know.
0: Right, and they bled it off. So they, yeah. they knew Pink
1: Floyd, but they didn't. They're like
0: right, they didn't know Roger Waters' name. Yeah. Oh wow, man. I mean, now
1: it's different because Pink Floyd as an entity is gone, and then he toured The Wall, and people are like we know The Wall. I mean, oh right. And then so, and the, I think the internet probably helped him a lot because people were like, oh, okay, you the, the, know, rediscovery, be, yeah, yeah. And it was easier to figure out who these people were, like. If you didn't read rock magazines, you wouldn't have known, right?
0: Right, but right. But now on the internet,
1: it's like two clicks. Did and- you
0: read rock magazines?
1: Oh yeah, right. I had, I subscribed to a Pink Floyd fanzine. That's pretty dorky, right?
0: That is pretty dorky. That is pretty dorky, but you were, but in like 94, so you're like getting just a, a hard copy magazine in it, the mail. Yeah. Every month? No.
1: It would come like
0: three times a year.
1: Three times a year. That
0: seems plenty, right? And it
1: had like a glossy cover and pictures in it.
0: Sure, and it was different pictures of the guys in the band and-, and
1: different stories and stories behind songs and all that stuff. And then I've read like I've read like three or four Pink Floyd books and like
0: uh, autobiography stuff or just biography.
1: Biography. Stuff? And then the drummer Nick he wrote a biography, and then all the... They have, like, super elaborate artwork and, like, go through all their albums and all that stuff. Oh,
0: okay. But oh, I, yeah, I remember them. They were...
1: Very iconic sort of stuff.
0: Iconic, though. like, album art. I mean, they were one of the ones that created that kind of genre of it being... I mean, not alone. I mean, all of those bands yeah. back then.
1: But, they, yeah, they do get a lot of credit for the stage shows and using inflatable things. And
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. I love the inflatable... Yeah, just,
1: like, having... They had movies going behind the songs before.
0: Before music videos. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There's a
1: visual aspect. There's like a concert movie they did called Live at Pompeii. Yeah. And they went to Pompeii, Italy. Wow. And it's just them, there's no audience there. They're just playing in the middle of like the.
0: Um, In the middle of the ruins?
1: Yeah. And it's fucking really cool. And then they got like that's a lot of these such
0: a classic Italian thing. And then that's they got a, a lot
1: of these tracking shots that go around and it and they're like in the middle of this amphitheater and it's just and like
0: when was that shot? That was and like it, in
1: seventy two. Like right before the Dark Side of the Moon came out. And so like the interstitial stuff, so they have the concert video. Right. And then the interstitial stuff that shows them in the studio making this record that's about to change their lives. So it's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, that actually sounds like a really interesting Documentary where you get the music, but you also get some backstory. Did you get to kind of know them in it?
1: Yeah, you kind of get to know them and there's like parts where they're real stoked and shit.
0: Right, <laughs> right. Well, they're just sitting around,
1: but it's also like, that's the last point because that record gives them all the money. Oh. So that's the last record where they were probably cohesive as a band and as probably friends. Yeah. And then once all the money comes and then. That's where the problems start coming.
0: Right, in. right. Now they have to worry about who gets the chunk of the money and who's going to... What a drag. That's... Yeah, you know, I that's always wonder about the one thing about, about being a
1: comedian is, like, you just got to worry about yourself, which is a pain in the ass, but you don't have to worry about, like, Oh, so-and-so in the band. He's got a new girlfriend, and she wants him to go solo. And you're like, oh, shit. You yeah, know? I don't
0: even like her. So yeah. what the hell, man? Yeah, and they also and they have And then somebody's got sh- a
1: drug problem. You're like, oh, man, you know. And then you're like, I got a drug problem. I can't complain about this guy's drug problem. It's, it's
0: hard enough to get scheduling together for freaking podcasts. Yeah, you yeah. know, Much less, like, trying to get four people together to And then rehearse. once everybody
1: gets money – you see, it's – I've read a bunch of band doc I mean, books, and you watch a bunch of... And when everybody is hungry, and they're all living in the same yeah. apartment together, and they have a very... Hey, we want to take over the world. Yeah. And then they get there, and all of a sudden, everybody's pulling on in different directions, and they right. all have their own money. So now it's like, hey, you want to go on tour for another six months? Mm-hmm. No. No. I want to go...
0: I, yeah, I want to go to and Cancun and lose, go swimming.
1: You lose the... Oh, you, you, you
0: lose the cohesiveness and you lose, you lose, the, lose the, cohesiveness, the band feel.
1: And then you lose.
0: Then you lose the band. Right. What are your favorite sort of band? Are there, I mean, I'm sure there's got to be a million books about bands. Yeah. What are there, I mean, what are your favorite ones? Are there Are there good writers? Are there better writers? Like people that have written about different, I wonder if there are different Like did someone named Joe Blow write about Pink Floyd, but then also write about ELO? And he did an amazing job on both. Like it'd be it'd be interesting. Like, do you ever remember the authors after you've read them, or do you just grab it because you're like, what makes you pick up a a band book, a book about? Well,
1: it's because I like the band, and
0: you're like, I'm in. And anything about Pink Floyd, you're like, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Okay. And then do you do you end up? Are they are they long? I think the only one I ever read was an unauthorized biography of Billy Joel. <laughs> I was very young.
1: I mean, it Anyways. depends on how, you know, I could tell the difference. If it's just like somebody, has just cobbled together a bunch of interviews yeah. or they just.
0: So you could flip through it.
1: But once you're like, this guy went and did the research and interviewed everybody, you know. Yeah. Those what, are the better ones. Yeah. I did, mean, did
0: you keep any of them? Yeah, After I have you, some. I yeah. mean, one,
1: the real good one is called "Saucer Full of Secrets." Okay, that's saucer full of secrets.
0: Is there cats involved?
1: Well, that's one of the names of one of their records. Oh, okay, or songs. I can't remember now. And, right. And then Nick Mason's book's good. It's like it's not a tell all. It's just kind of like he he kept a good he kept everything. So mm-hmm. like, there's a bunch of pictures of like. Different ticket stubs and posters and all that sort of stuff, and Where
0: are all the memorabilia.
1: Very memorabilia based, you know.
0: Yeah, is it? Are they the kind of books that have like a middle section that has a giant pile of well, that, photos Nick in it? Nick Mason's
1: book is all like photos, and then like and then stories, stories. And okay, good. yeah. So that one's more like if you're like you're not going to dig too deep, but it is from a guy in the van. But
0: yeah, yeah. It's, but saucer full of secrets was good because it had, did it have actual secrets? Did it have stuff that you yeah,
1: learned? Yeah, stories about the lawsuit suit for the name and all that stuff. Oh,
0: okay. So it went into sort of the breakup.
1: Yeah, it went into the breakup and all the nastiness and.
0: Do, are there, cause I would think with, with most band ones, they have to start the better books would be the ones after they broke up. They're like, that's where the drama is. But the
1: one problem is that is like if the band breaks up and then people lose interest, right?
0: Right, right. Because they're not an
1: active force that's creating. Now Pink Floyd is iconic and they're all, it's evergreen because people are always getting turned on to it and it's always there, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's it.
0: But how did they meet? Like did, I mean, is that a good story?
1: They were all like three of them were in art school together. So like Richard really? Wright and Nick Mason. I mean, maybe it was Richard Wright and I think it was Nick Mason and Roger Waters.
0: All went to art school together? So they like were in architecture
1: school. Architecture. So they were like, they were real weird. Co- yeah, they were all in architecture school. Where?
0: Where are and they, like, where were they from?
1: Like in London or, or like one of those places that's right out, you know how like right, it gets right. real confused.
0: Right. Cause it's a, a sprawling metropolitan yeah, area. Yeah. So
1: they were like from London essentially. So and th- then like they, they grew up with Sid. Okay. So he was like a childhood friend. Okay. And then, so that's what, why their stage shows.
0: Right. People and then. People
1: think that because they knew about architecture and they knew about all that stuff that that's why they.
0: Oh, right. About. Cause it's not going to fall on top of them. They wanted
1: to build something, but they had the vision. They were like our yeah. visual type people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes, all right. That does make sense cause they, they were well, they all studying like, architecture.
1: Uh, like Mick Jagger was real big in it economics and that's why he's like super rich.
0: Oh okay cuz right cuz everybody everybody studies something that uh w- what uh Keith
1: Richards book's really good. Have you ever read that one? No. Rolling now, He Stenberg. has a surprisingly a very good memory of all the stuff, you know. <laughs>
0: right since he's But I think, I think the he's thing with Keith Richards is
1: very it's the mystique and the image became bigger than
0: Right than the guy himself. Yeah. Cuz okay so the Rolling Stones, it's Mick Jagger and
1: Keith Richards. Who else is in the Rolling Stones? Well, Ronnie Wood. And, okay. And then and they're all... Charlie Watts is the drummer who looks very bored all the time.
0: Okay. And so who writes all of the Stones songs?
1: Well, it's Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. They, they had, write them They have like a Lennon and McCarthy sort of thing. Okay. So even if like Keith writes the song.
0: They both get credit? Yeah. Okay.
1: Or if Mick writes it, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Versa. That must Really chap the height of the other two dudes. I mean, yeah. that's gotta, that's gotta blow. What the hell? Did the Beatles do that? You said Lennon and McCarthy. Did they do that or did they, did all the Beatles get credit?
1: Well, George Harrison wrote some of his own songs.
0: Right. You know? Right. I remember that. And, and then, then
1: I think Ring, they throw him a bone or something like that.
0: Right. It was, but they never did. So like, aren't like somebody-
1: Paul McCartney won. Cause they're all like Lennon and McCartney. That's yeah. How they, and Paul was just like, cause he wrote "Yesterday's" yeah. By himself. That's his song.
0: Right. But both of them are credited.
1: And he just like begged Yoko, was like, let that one just be McCartney and Lennon.
0: Oh, okay. And not
1: even take his name off of it. Right. Just let my name be first. Be first. Yeah. Cause that is because
0: well, what I, that's oh, like, because she's negotiating for Lennon since Lennon died. Is that the deal? Yeah.
1: Okay. And I guess she won't do it, right, out of some sort of weird bullshit,
0: right? Right. She. I, it, it turns out. She, well, the thing is, is they vilified her so bad yeah. that she probably has no interest in in ever conceding anything yeah. to any of those bastards. And I remember I saw Dick Cavett once where it was Dick Cavett and John Lennon. Um, I have the DVDs actually, that and it's a great interview. And Dick Cavett actually says, so. So Yoko's kind of getting some shit. (laughs) I don't know how he put it, but it was like Yoko kind of gets, you know, the, the sharp end of the stick here. And Lennon goes, yeah, they're out of their minds about Yoko. And he said, you know, if you really think that the Beatles broke up because of Yoko, look at all the amazing things that Paul McCartney has done. He wouldn't have done any of that if he, if there was still the Beatles. So why don't you just be happy? If you really think Yoko was the reason, be yeah. psyched. Right. And, uh, Dick Cavett was like, well, that's an excellent point. So I thought that was, uh, that was kind of fascinating. Yeah. I never, um, I always wonder about like, like if they were architects, if Pink Floyd were all architects, then they just played instruments on the side and they're like, well, it's 1965. Everybody else has a band. Let's have a band.
1: Yeah. So Essentially. That's what's going on. That's what's they're going in college. Let's have a band. You know? All right. Well,
0: let's see what's. Yeah. And so that's crazy. So uh, they don't tour still. You said, right? Only nah, Roger Waters. Roger
1: Waters and David Gilmore. They both, they both tour solo, yeah, solo
0: with their own version of Pink Floyd songs, right? Yeah. And they both do both. They both do Pink song, Pink Floyd songs. Yeah. yeah. And they rarely, if ever work together. They, did, they
1: reunited in 2005 for Live 8, which was oh, like... Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, so... To help. Help, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, some sort of benefit. Some giant... So they did four songs. That was the first time they'd been on stage in like 20-something years together. Wow. Because Bob Geldof, the guy behind Live 8...
0: Right. Live... Are you saying Live 8?
1: Live 8, because it was okay. Live 8. Right. And, and then they, like 20 years later, there was Live 8. Got it. Uh, so Bob Geldof, the guy...
0: Uh, you 2 guy, right? No, nah, he's wrong? the guy It's like,
1: I don't like Mondays, you know that song? Uh, no. It was like a big hit, man. It, it was a
0: big hit. I've uh, heard of him. I've never... So they're, he, they're, he, Brian Tatoski, is losing his mind right now. He's listening to the show going, so really? Bob Geldof, You don't was, remember who Bob Geldof is? He played
1: no. Pink in Pink Floyd's The Walk. So he... Okay. So he... He like, knows
0: both of them and he, is still friends with both of them. So
1: he was like... This would be huge if we did this. And okay. It was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You didn't see that, did you? You ended up seeing that in 2005?
1: It was in London. Oh, yeah. fair enough. But not it was now. on MTV, so I watched it. You've
0: seen, yeah, you've seen. Okay, so how many times have you seen Pink Floyd live or some iteration? I, saw, I only
1: saw Pink Floyd once live, and then I saw. And
0: that was when you were 14 with your uncle.
1: And then I saw Roger Waters do a solo tour in 99. I went to that a couple times and then I saw the wall when I lived in New York in mm-hmm. like
0: 2012 or 11. Yeah. So have you ever seen David Gilmore?
1: Oh, I saw him when he was a Pink Floyd, but I right, haven't seen Right. But not him solo. Floyd. So I'm thinking about like going and seeing him when he does the form. He's doing the Hollywood bowl too. So he's doing like three dates or something. here. Oh
0: so wow. That's cool. It just
1: depends on how much if the ticket, you know, if you watch StubHub, the ticket price, if you drop the drop, they drop maybe the day before, the yeah. day of, because people, they're like, they start panicking. And I live close enough to the forum that
0: yeah.
1: I can wait until probably like 5 o'clock and buy a ticket and get there on time, you know? So, like, people around 5 o'clock and they're holding on to those tickets, they're like, oh, these tickets are about to be worth $0. So right. You so you just can just get watch. a deal. Yeah, less people are like, losing their shit, and, right. you know, and they're, they're getting snapped up, even like sold-out shows, but a lot of times you'll see that it'll just start dropping and shit like that. So. Do
0: you go see a lot of live music?
1: Nah, I mean, I, I used to when I was like in my right. late teens and sure. early 20s, I was like, I'm always going to go, and then, you know, life happens, and... Right.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I love it.
1: I mean, I think there's like that moment where everybody's singing the same song and it's like transcendent, you know, and I'm not in any sort of new agey bullshit, but there is something about a large group of people. We're all in this thing and we're having this moment together. It's very.
0: I do like a concert where I know all the songs.
1: Yeah, I went and saw the Foo Fighters like a couple of months ago and it was like, I hadn't bought their last couple of records, but then I went and I was like, man, I know all the they they have you, so many songs on the radio. I, was yeah. like, I know all these songs. It was great.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, because sometimes, like, I want to see new music and I want to hear new music and stuff. But to see them live, I like the idea of singing of knowing all the songs. Right. Like sort of like listening to the album on shuffle.
1: Yeah. As far as I'm
0: concerned, you know, and uh and I then mean,
1: and concerts are so expensive. So it's like it's like if I'm gonna spend sixty seventy dollars, I yeah. wanna I wanna know every song. I wanna be like.
0: Yeah, you know? let's do this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh did you do you ever get into the the buying and the merch stuff? Did you get? Yeah, t-shirt? when I was
1: younger, I'd buy shirts all the time because
0: t-shirts were cute. I think they've kind of tapered off a little bit. I don't see a lot of. I'm wrong, probably. I'm sure kids are still buying, like 20 year olds are still buying. Yeah, band you're shirts.
1: still, I don't see it as much. I don't know what the kids are.
0: Yeah, even listening to. God yeah, knows. I, I Yeah, mean, I'd like to know. I would I, like to. I'm, I, I we're I available, stay, you guys. Jackie at JackieCation.com. I want to stay me.
1: hip with the music. You sure. Know? <laughs> That's what they say.
0: <laughs> right. Is there, are there new bands that sound like Pink Floyd? You know how everything gets rehashed well, and like, stuff?
1: No, but there's bands that have it. There's this band called Tame and Paula that's like a new band. The guy's like from Australia. Okay. And I was at this record store in Muncie, Indiana. Muncie, Indiana. Yeah. And I was just, I was there and the guy's like, can I help you with anything? And I was like, I was like, I want to listen to some new music. Yeah. That's I said. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I was like, well, I like Pink Floyd. I like kind of stuff that's kind of spacey, you know, yeah. like something spaced out. And he was like, all right. And he went through and, like, he knew all the shit. It must have been his store. And he went and grabbed, like, three records out. And then he started playing them for me in the store. Oh, that's... And I was like, man, this is, like, what I miss about... I mean, there are record record stores... Like, they shook off a bunch of record stores. Now the record stores are very, like...
0: It's got to be that. That's got to be the reason why somebody buys a fucking record store and has one, right? Is they want to push... They want to find the music that you want to but get. But it was that
1: moment I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I felt obligated to buy some. So right? Worked, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but you just won, right? You don't had
0: to, have had to buy a all three. Car.
1: I had a rental car and it had a CD player in it. So I was like, yeah, well, I'll be driving yeah. all over. So. it'll be perfect. And I listened to it. I was like, this record's pretty damn good.
0: Oh, good. And what's it called? Tame Impala?
1: Tame Impala. That's the name of the band. Right? All
0: right. Yeah, cool.
1: They're, they're, I guess they ran out of band names, you know? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it was
0: In bands... I I don't know. I never know what to... I mean, who knows how a band? How was Pink Floyd came
1: up? Do so they know? Was the, there was uh, the the Pink Council and Floyd Anderson. They were like these two blue. They combined two blues names together. oh, And then at one point it was called the Pink Floyd Sound, and then they dropped it. So
0: that's fascinating.
1: But there's of like, course
0: there's a story. There's a
1: song. On, uh, it's like a real Hollywood story, but there's yeah. a song on Wish You Were Here called Have a Cigar.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's about meeting with the record company people. <laughs> and the guy's like, uh, he's like, by the way, uh, which one's pink? That's the line of the song uh, because that's a thing that happened right. when they were out here at like Capitol yeah, Records. Sure. And that's why they, I think maybe that's why they didn't re- they were with Capitol and then they left and went to Columbia.
0: They were offended. Yeah. They were like, no, no. Because
1: yeah, you come out, you
0: Right. You'd think that they would know who they were talking to, but, and the guy was not kidding. He was, no. he was dead serious. I'll tell you this is, uh, when my brothers, uh, came home with that Jethro Tull, I was like, who's Jethro Tull? And they're like, stop talking and, uh, <laughs> just listen to the flute. You're fine. <laughs> you <listen> to-
1: <laughs>
0: Cause I, 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 I used, I would listen to, uh, the I mean, ad- I'm sure
1: like Pink Floyd, there's definitely probably a crossover. I mean, I feel like if, if in terms of like, when I think of, like, the nerdiest band ever, I'm like, um, Rush. What? Rush has to be the nerdiest band. Like
0: You think, okay. There has
1: to be, like, a Venn diagram of people like Star Trek and real nerdy shit and Rush. Like, that has to be there.
0: Isn't there, with the Dark Side of the Moon, can't you put it on with the, uh, Wizard of Oz yeah, or something? Yeah. Have you done that ever? I've done
1: that once, yeah. Okay,
0: does it yeah, sync up? but
1: if you talk to Shane, he, he said there's, like, some sort of phenomenon that... Your brain will just automatically sync up shit.
0: Oh, oh, that that it will do it with anything.
1: So, but there is like. So, so I put
0: in the soundtrack to Hamilton; it would be fine.
1: So there's like a okay. part where this the music drops out, and that's when the music drops out. That's when the house lands on the Wicked Witch. Oh, okay. And then they open the door, and the song "Money" starts playing, and that's when it's all color and it's gold. Okay. Then you hear like the cash register sounds like. Okay. Uh, Right at that moment when she opens the door. So that moment, you're like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You're transitioning from black and white into the The color, color. and all of a sudden that music starts playing.
0: Yeah, the Yellow Brick Road and all that. I mean,
1: you should try it once.
0: Yeah, because it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. They probably have it all synced up on YouTube all for me. They probably do. I probably wouldn't even have to have a copy of the album.
1: Third Lion Roared in the MGM Lion, and and that's that's when when you you hit play. You drop
0: the needle, that's it. All right. Well, note to self if I ever want to. <laughs> that's hilarious. What about, um, so here's, here we go. Like I got wish you were here. I got dark side. I got the wall. I got the final cut division bell. What, uh, oh, Pipers or the yeah. gifts of gates of dawn. Gates of dawn. So that's already one, two, three, four, five, six albums. They have to have more than that. Yeah, they got more than that. Okay. Yeah. So what are your, what's a, what's a favorite, like a B side, a song that nobody knows maybe or, or people know, but I don't, I certainly wouldn't. But I mean, what, like, what, what's one of your favorite lesser knowns that's not a hit as
1: much? Well, there's a song called Echoes that's from live at Pompeii and it's on the sound metal, but it, it's like 22 minutes long. Really? And it's like real.
0: Like f- you got to want it. Yeah. Is that but what it's I'm dope. hearing? It's yeah. super dope.
1: Oh, know? cool. And it's real spacey. But then there's like, and the, the live version especially, there's like this moment where all of a sudden it gets like some funk, isn't it? Like okay. It gets a little funky. It gets riffy? Like, yeah. You're yeah. like, whoa, I didn't see that funk. But they just kind of drop the bass down and it gets a little funky on it.
0: That's know? cool. And is that a Roger Waters or is that post-Roger Waters? It's the whole band. That, that post- song,
1: is the whole band wrote that one.
0: Oh, that's early days. Okay. Yeah. and and Roger Waters wrote... The lyrics yeah he would or it and so what what what's it about echoes if i might be so bold is it or is it just it. 22 minutes of awesome yeah yeah fair enough
1: that one doesn't you know the the dark side of the moon is where it starts getting the message right the message starts coming in on all this stuff but this I, one is just
0: i will listen to that i will i always what i like was to come out of the uh, come out of the dark forest going yeah, why not? I'll listen to that. Plus I got Chromecast. I can throw the 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 Wizard of Oz thing to my television. Yeah. So that's I'm in favor of that.
1: So It's like if you just want to really just slide into the couch and just kind of <laughs> just
0: read a comic book, <laughs> sit around, just chill.
1: I mean, the thing I like about it is you can like you can listen to especially like that like Echoes and like some of the earlier stuff. It's yeah. Like, and 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 dark side of the moon and it's like you put that on in the background and I kind of do work and stuff.
0: Right. Like clean that. the house or do, do your email and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Cause it's mellow enough. It doesn't interfere. Especially with like
1: the newer records. So it's very more am- ambient. There's some ambientness to it. You know?
0: All right. That's awesome. Okay. So well, Dave Waite, let me just tell people it's, it's at Dave Waite comedy on Instagram and Twitter and all the things. And it's davewaitecomedy.com and wait is spelled W A I T E and. Are you doing stand-up in town, um in LA in February or are you on the road?
1: Uh, February 5th and 6th I'll be in, uh, Wilmington, North Carolina at the Dead Crow Comedy Club.
0: That's it, The Dead Crow. That's a, that's a newish one, right? Have you been there? No, no, Here it's great. great. I, I hear it. it's really good.
1: It's you know, basement club. It holds about hundred and ten people. The
0: good dank. Does it have the good dank? Yeah. Perfect. That's all I'm looking for in a county club. It's real
1: intimate, you know, and and Wilmington, North Carolina is a pretty hip city. Like there's the cool downtown. You oh, can cool. wander around and you know, people, they have a movie studio there, so there's people that kind of know about the, you know, yeah. you'll, run, you'll run into people that have worked on movies and TV shows. It's so
0: they're a, hipstery, and yeah. it's, uh you probably get a decent cup of coffee if you need one. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's very important to me, quite honestly. And the
1: hotel is right. You could see the hotel from the club, and it's a Hilton
0: If anybody is ever thinking about running a comedy club, know in your hearts that comics want to walk to the club, and be done with it. Yeah, I mean that's awesome.
1: That's another. Yeah, I can't hang. hang, You know, it's like also if if you're gonna open a comedy club, you should open it in a downtown area.
0: Yeah. So that there's somewhere nice. I mean,
1: if you look at the best comedy clubs, they're in downtowns. For the majority of some, there are some exceptions to the rule, but sure.
0: But but, but if I, it's a club I, I that's it downtown,
1: it's going to be good most of the Sometimes time. Sometimes
0: it helps. It's uh I heard that there's some trouble with the downtown Seattle club, but I don't know much about it. But so. it's like
1: that's where the hit that's where the hip people go, you know? Yeah, and,
0: yeah. And there's walking distance, and you get walk up traffic, and yeah, there's get, eventually gentrification's going to happen, you guys.
1: Yeah, it's hip. It's
0: that's happening. It. It's happening. Dave, wait. Thank you so much for doing the dork for us, man. Thank you
1: very much. I appreciate it.
0: All right. You know the rules out there. Take care of each other. Okay, bye.
1: My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance.
0: Yay. Oh, my God. We. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?